Sunday, it's seven o'clock and time for the Scots Wehe Show.
and that was Altered Images. And don't talk to me about love from the 1983 album Bite, which even I can work out is 40 years ago. Still sounds absolutely fresh today. Hello and welcome to the Scots Way Show on Cam Glen Radio. My name is Ali Braidwood and for the next couple of hours I'll be playing you the very best Scottish music, both old but mainly brand new. We've also got all the regular features. Our artist of the week is Emma Miller and I'll be having a fascinating chat with Emma about musical NFTs and a whole lot more. I know it's fascinating because we've already recorded it and I'll also be playing a couple of Emma's songs as well. The featured album is the new release from a Scotsway favourite, Martha Fionn. It's called The Ringer and I'll play a couple of tracks from it. And we have book, TV, podcast and gig recommendations to help you through the week ahead. But we always start things off with three new releases and this week we begin with Stuffed Animals and Big Tree. song 
Well, the first of those three new releases was Stuffed Animals and Big Tree. And Stuffed Animals are twins Jamie and Russell Goldie, as well as Lewis McClure. And they continue to make their mark with their music. Every release is worth your attention. Then you heard such a beautiful song from The Quiet One. It's called Surrender. The Quiet One is singer-songwriter Amber Wilson, who you may know as the singer with OK Button, a band who I must play on the show soon but yeah I just love that song it's really moving yet uplifting at the same time and just there you heard Sulka the latest single from Sulka uh, it's called Wild Horse and Sulka is going to be playing the Tuck Shop by Snack Magazine which is a fundraiser coming up on July the 21st at Pollock Shaw's Bowling Club in the south side of Glasgow. And if you head over to snackmag.co.uk, you can pick up tickets. It's going to be Sulka alongside Sloth Metropolis and Modernistic. Plus, there's going to be a selection of poetry and spoken word acts as well. Should be a great night, and I hope to see you there if you head down. We're going to continue with the new releases. This is new from Diving Horse, and it's called Out of Time.
That was Diving Horse and Out of Time. Diving Horse are a bit of a Scottish supergroup. They include Gavin Marshall on vocals, Kieran McGiggan also on vocals, Mark Skringour on guitar, Chris Kerr on keys, Louise Nelson on bass, and Chris Struzek on drums. And if I pronounced any of those names wrong, I do apologise. Together, they are Diving Horse, and they make music as good as that. Single was called Out of Time, and it's out now. Now we move on to our book recommendation for this week and it's called My Margaret, Your Toshi by Keith Adamson and it's out now published with Lewith Press. Here's a bit from the back of the book to tell you what's going on. A novel based on the intertwined lives of Margaret MacDonald and Charles Rennie Mackintosh. War has broken out and architect Charles Rennie Mackintosh is in self-imposed exile from his native Glasgow, painting wildflowers in watercolour in a sleepy Suffolk village. As a man from foreign parts, however, he falls prey to the suspicions of apprehensive villagers, even finding himself accused of spying. 
With tensions running high, it's his wife Margaret who comes to the rescue by engineering their escape to Chelsea. There they find themselves in a burgeoning artistic scene where old friends encourage them to seek out a completely new life in a rather different part of the world. Will this be the turning point? Can Margaret's continuing love and support be just the leverage Charles needs to reinvent himself as an artist? And it's a really surprising and rather wonderful book. I've been long fascinated by Charles Rennie Mackintosh and his work. It's only really recently or fairly recently that the importance of his wife Margaret has been acknowledged and explored. My Margaret Yutoshi uses their intertwined personal and professional relationship to explore how they would go on to influence the way people viewed Glasgow in particular. In a similar way to Gaudi's influence on Barcelona, Glasgow and Mackintosh design and architecture are inseparable, as Keith Adamson shows in fantastic detail in his novel. It's a wonderful evocation of a time of great change and a couple who were in no small way a part of it. An incredible story, beautifully told. And that's me talking about Keith Adamson's My Margaret Yurtoshi, which is out now with Lewith Press. We return to the new music and this is a great new single from Live Dawn and it's called I Love You.
Well, that was Bundle of His and Rabbit Tree, which is taken from the new EP, Pining for the Fjords. And according to Bundle of His himself, Alan Kennedy, it's the 20th EP in exactly a year. And if you head over to his Bandcamp page, bundleofhis.bandcamp.com, you can pick up the full digital discography. And before that, you heard Live Dawn and the new single I Love You, which follows on from her previous release, Pretty People, which came out back in June. Now it's time for Ali's Comfort Break, that time in every show where I play you a track longer than those usually played on the radio. This one's not too long. It's the full 6 minutes and 31 seconds of Kinbray and Meander. <laughs> Thank you. 
and that was Kinbrae and Meander, taken from the 2019 album Landforms, which is such a good record. If you enjoyed that piece of music, go and get the whole album, because it really works best as one whole. And that was Ali's Comfort Break for this week. We're going to keep going with more new music now. This is Protection and Thirst Shrine.
Tell me about your day Let our bodies do the rest darker side of me that I hide in this mess but oh so you know Catriona my heart beats a little faster when you call my name feels like we're lost Very different songs there, but equally excellent. I hope you agree. The first was Thirst Shine by Protection, and Protection is the newish project from Ian Cook from Churches and his fellow Glasgow based artist Scott Patterson. And some of the best electronic music I've heard in some time. And just there, you heard the gorgeous Catriona by Sarah Ray. Now, we move on to our TV recommendation for this week, and this is a great documentary. It's called Rico, the Richard DeMarco story, and here's a bit about it. Brian Cox narrates the acclaimed feature documentary celebrating the life of Professor Richard DeMarco, the iconic Scottish artist, teacher and pioneer of the Edinburgh Festival. 
filmmaker Dr. Marco Federici delves deep into the legendary DeMarco archive and creates a love letter to the heyday of the Edinburgh Festival. Spanning seven turbulent decades, the film uses previously unseen footage and images to chart DeMarco's journey in three chapters. From his childhood trials as an Italian Scot in Edinburgh during World War II, to becoming co-founder of the Traverse Theatre and groundbreaking gallery director. Richard crossed the Iron Curtain dozens of times, building a new cultural dialogue between Scottish artists and the Eastern Bloc, during a time when the art establishment and political class appeared to have no interest. He brought names such as Marina Abramovich and Joseph Boys to the festival long before they would become contemporary art superstars. The film examines the DeMarco archive today and Richard's mission to secure a permanent home for his incredible collection of art, writings and photography, following DeMarco to Italy, Romania and across Scotland. It's a cracking documentary. If you don't know the story, then you're going to be wrapped up and involved in it. And even if you do, this is such a timely re-showing. It's called Rico, the Richard DeMarco story, and it's on iPlayer at the moment. Now we move on to our featured album for this week, which is Martha Fionn's The Ringer. And from it, this is what they said about you.
and that was Martha Fion and What They Said About You, which is taken from the album The Ringer, which is our featured album for this week, and I will play another track from it later in the show. You're listening to the Scots Way Show on Cam Glen Radio with me, Ali Braidwood, and next it's new music from The Skids, from The Mighty Skids, from the album Destination Dusseldorf. This is Open Your Eyes. is mighty fine that is skids and open your eyes and as i say it's taken from their album destination dusseldorf it's a terrific album and it's out now with last night from glasgow and now it's time for our artist of the week and this week it is emma miller who i'll be talking to after you've heard sick and tired 
I'm sick and tired of never knowing the answers. I'm sick of life, of always looking down on myself. Well, who am I for you to be judging? Well, who am I? And you've just heard Sick and Tired by Emma Miller, and I'm delighted to be joined by Emma now. Hello, Emma. Hello, Alistair. Lovely to be here. It's lovely to have you on. And I asked you on in part because listeners will be interested in your music, but I think they'll also be interested in the way that you release and share your music because it's a little bit different, which is, as I say, it's the main reason I wanted to, to speak to you. So first of all, before we go into what you're doing now, can you give us a bit of background to your life as a musician to this date? Wow, life to, as a musician to this date. Um, I, like the Reader's Digest version is, grew up in Elgin, up in the Northeast, would dabble in talent shows, local talent shows, performing my own songs. Um, and I'd kind of been writing songs since about 11 years old when I started secondary school. Didn't think I either had the pop star within me or the other side, which is like the, the highbrow conservatoire. Um, so I thought that's probably about me with the music. I'll right. go and do a proper person degree at Glasgow University, which I did. Um, French and comparative literature, as it happens. 
and still was songwriting just as a, a hobby in the background. And when I graduated, I thought I'm going to go and like pursue a bit of songwriting um, post uni before I go head into the world of work. And my life then is just booked up in the calendar from then on out. Um, so I went to London. This is this really is the short version. Uh-huh. Um, I went to London and enrolled in a songwriting course um, for a year. So for like a, a, an academic year um, and had the best time. I had no, no intention of going to London, did not appeal as a city to me. The first place I moved to was rat infested and it was really a, an assault on the senses. Um, but the thing that we had to do for this course, it was really, really practical. We had to write three songs a week. There was heavy crit- like feedback, criticism, mm-hmm. um, or constructive criticism, I should say, and just was completely thrown into this world of fellow musicians. For the first time, I'd never had this peer group of musicians. I was 24 when this happened as well, so slightly later, some would say, if when it comes to music. Um, and... Yeah, within that first year, I got management. Um, I got a music lawyer who actually used to be Annie Lennox's music lawyer um, and manager for some time. And he funded my first set of songs. Right. So it was this strange, like fairy tale experience um, of la 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 la. This is what happens when you go to London and you start doing music and gigging around. Um, and then I think the like just gradually and organically we parted ways are still like very uh on very good terms someone I get to call up and brainstorm with when I need to um and I spent five years in London doing music being fairly worn down by just that way of life of working part-time jobs doing music being in like flats with your friends having a great time but just being in limbo I felt Mm -hmm. a lot of the time not really knowing where you're going or or what's possible. And I never pursued the label route. So I, I didn't really place myself as trying to like play that game. So I'd already kind of ruled that out. Um, and I, turns out maybe this isn't the Reader's Digest version, Alistair. Um, <laughs> I um, moved back to Elgin at the very end of 2019, thinking I'll gather myself up here. Yeah. Um, and I'll work on this final body of music before I really do switch lanes and maybe go back into the whiskey industry where I used to be a, a summertime whiskey distillery guide. Um, and then pandemic times happened. Yeah, I was stuck up here. I self-released an EP. It got some some like lovely little bits of coverage. And I started a course in counselling to become a counsellor. And then I discovered music NFTs. And that is where I then went full circle back into doing music actually for the very first time in a full-time capacity um and that is where we are just now as I'm I'm a full-time musician been traveling the world speaking at conferences performing for collectors of mine who have bought into my music nfts and it's been completely life-changing so this is really interesting it's a really interesting story from the start because at the beginning it almost sounds like a musical Dick Whittington, you know, you're off to London with your knapsack and you meet managers and songwriting. And if it stopped at that point, you would think this is the movie, this is a star ball or something. But then, as you see, you kind of um, struggled, but also just become maybe a bit disillusioned by 
a kind of industry that maybe you know wasn't what it used to be or maybe was wasn't giving you what you thought it might so let's move on to how you've decided to approach it now with nf because when I hear NFTs, and I heard you talking about it when I met you at a gig recently when you were supporting that colour theory, and I thought, well, this is interesting because there's almost a kind of gut reaction to the term that this is a negative thing, you know, that this is something yes. that is it. But so I'm really interested to hear your experience and how it has changed the way you work in music. Yeah, there is a negative connotation with the word NFT, um, and it has really terrible press there's a like environmental um kind of concerns which comes from we won't get into the into the reads with this but kind of comes from bitcoin which is a blockchain yeah. um which i i don't release my music on bitcoin i release my music on another blockchain called ethereum which is much more efficient um and yeah i got into the space through something called twitter spaces which Within Twitter, there's a social audio aspect where you're basically it's like being on a, a live WhatsApp call with each other and you've got a stage of speakers and an audience of listeners. Um, and a friend of mine, a musician, was running these spaces with another musician and kept messaging me like, come in, come and perform. Um, and one day I worked up the courage to come into this social audio platform, come up on stage, perform a song. And it was a completely new experience for me having like, not even the same as a gig. Like I, I do believe like nothing really beats the live experience. Mm -hmm. We can start there, um, but it does come close because the audience usually have been able to hear you speak. You've been introduced. You're not doing this highlights real version that you get on other social media. And then you perform live. I would perform live from my living room kind of hunched over my piano trying to sing into my phone very DIY um, and the engagement that I received from that was completely different like people really following up with you wanting to know how they could support it's like they'd also had this new experience of no more gatekeeping um, where they have access to the artists I think many people know the likes of Spotify streams I have no idea who those people are um, that is gated information for me. I don't know where, like, yeah, I have almost nothing other than a vague city. Um, and you also don't know how they've been listening. Maybe they've been listening completely passively yeah. and they they don't even register that it's your music. So it's a highly like engaged culture. And it's this, there's all these jargon and, and terms that you can throw around. Um, but Web3 is something that's talked about a lot, which has seemed to be like the next evolution of the internet. Web1 being like emails mm -hmm. and like basic transactions. Web2 being social media. And Web3 is kind of life taking place on the blockchain. Um, and I released a really small collection of music NFTs in August after I'd been spending about six months floating around in Twitter spaces, performing, cultivating this audience who were familiar with the blockchain already. So the music NFT said I wasn't convincing a non-believer into doing this. It was already kind of established communities um, and just started with small collections, sold them out, had the community grow. And then in, yeah, a year later, actually almost in April and May, I launched a 1000 piece music NFT collection, which is the largest to ever come from a UK artist. And I sold that out in May, launched it in April, sold it out in May. Um, and that 
has effectively been, if you want to put it in these kind of terms, like my my seed round of funding um, that you might get from a label. Um, It's been effective enough to allow me to be full time, um, to be traveling, performing and delivering like creative experience for myself and for my collectors, whether that's going to be the vinyl pressings from the collection, five songs that I dropped um, with that collection. It might be a headline show that I put on only for specific top uh, collectors who have collected like many of my NFTs. Um, But yeah, about 174 people in total sold out that collection. Mm -hmm. So this whole notion of a thousand true fans being the theory that actually shifts quite a lot when you come into right. the music NFT scene and it, it can be many, like a lot fewer than right. than a thousand to be sustainable. Um, certainly it's been my experience so far. So how would you um, put it in terms of, or compare it in terms of what people are used to? You had that initial gig, so you could, you say that was like a support slot to someone else who said, no, you, and you know, so then you've got, an audience there who come for the support act. I know that doesn't always happen, but they do that time think this is really good and then follow it up. Would that be the old model that's kind of fits in then with what you're doing now? Or is there indeed a comparison to be made? Is it completely different? I'm not sure I would compare it with like the, the gig side. Um, I do think it's its own like unique thing. I, I actually don't think it's for everyone necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and I certainly want to be balancing out my career with a bit of everything. Right now, a lot of my eggs are in like the crypto NFT basket because that has been, um, yeah, it's it's such a fulfilling experience. Um, but what I would compare it to really, which is an easy comparison, is more akin to the likes of the like the fundraisers that you have with artists, like these Kickstarters, yeah. where you're promised like an album if you contribute, like you'll get a CD pressing. The difference is if you're involved with just using Patreon Kickstarter as an example, as the the supporter or the collector, you're investing and then that's gone. Like yeah. you've you've hopefully got something out of it because you've supported an artist and maybe you absolutely love their music. Um, but with this version, you also now hold an asset with the music NFT. So you have this digital asset or access pass. It's also a piece of art and music in my case. Um, and then I'm choosing to activate it for different experiences. So they people set their own value and what they are willing to sell it for. Um, I also benefit from perpetual sales of my own NFTs. I'm getting 10% of every future sale. So that's like a small passive income as well. So it's, for me, it's revalued arts and artists and um, yeah, to to compare it in like a more traditional sense, sometimes like the, the Kickstarter model is an easier way to like get your head around it initially. Yeah. And how did, so people that are using web, We've played uh, two, we played one of your songs at the beginning. We're going to play another one. Is the only place that people could get them if they wanted to get them from you directly with the NFT? And where would that be? Yeah. So, this is another really good ongoing topic and conversation is whether you want to token get your music and keep it behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. And I have chosen not to do that. So, 
I have in a sense, like I've, I've not put these songs on streaming platforms, so they're not like nicely playable or it's not an amazing like user experience to just find them on streaming. Um, but if you want to go and search for them, you can, it would be part of the NFT collection. So my website is one place, emmamiller.xyz, um, and OpenSea is the biggest marketplace for NFTs. So you can technically click onto um, any of the, the images of my tracks and play them for free. Um, it's a bit of a clunky experience, as I said, because you can't just sit back and then listen to everything. Um, but the model that I've embraced is free to listen to, expensive to own. Um, yeah. So there's that's the kind of philosophy I'm going for. I think there's very few artists who are choosing to do like a hard token gating of their music, but really not releasing on streaming is kind of like, it, that is a big barrier. Um, so it's something I'm, I'm looking to consider. Um, and with my collection, I've also built up a council of like key members who have collected from me very regularly, like on a monthly basis, we meet up and I discuss my plans for the year. I use them as a sounding board. And that's kind of our next discussion is how might I strategize like releasing these NFT songs onto traditional streaming just to kind of keep growing across the board. And I know you've previously had your music available on Bandcamp. Is this available on Bandcamp or is that a similar thing? Yeah, not available yeah. in Bandcamp, yeah. Yeah, okay. And you talked about um, community. How important is community to this model? Yeah, it's crucial. It's fundamental. Um, and I think initially, I really encourage artists to come into the space. And when I say the space, I do kind of mean Twitter in a sense, because that's where so much of the culture lives. I never used to have a Twitter account. I, I definitely relate to people who don't um function on that app and even people that have been there they're like it's just the degenerates of society but it isn't it's there's different pockets within that world um of like this wonderful kind of um really a revolution that's taking place on the music scene and the community side like just before our meeting actually I was hosting my weekly Friday open mic space and that is with my community so I kind of jump onto Twitter uh invite everybody to come and share on the stage and I run those Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So it's very like every single day I'm talking with my collectors and performing and it might sound like a lot, but when I think of what people do to be present on social media, yeah. I don't have to think I turn on a button. I turn up as myself. I don't yeah. have to curate this beautiful um, narrative. I can, I have to try and do a bit of that on other platforms, which I'm, um, it's not my forte, but yeah, being able to just turn up as yourself and talk to people in a, in a, in an authentic way, um, I find has been, yeah, really fulfilling. And so if people wanted to join the community or even just dip their toes in and see, Twitter's the best way to do it, is it? Find you on Twitter and then go from there. Yeah, find, find me on Twitter. I'm, my handle is at O Emma Miller. So O O H Emma Miller. Um, and yeah, there's there's a, a real great group of artists like Violetta Zeroni is a fantastic one who's championing the music scene. Josh Savage is a UK artist, fantastic artist, um, Matt Belmont, who has a band called Belmont, who have just launched an album on streaming as well. Um, there is this like beautiful pocket of 
consistent activity. And I think once you start following those people, as we know, there's an algorithm and hopefully it starts like bringing you to those to other like related things. And then you avoid the, the dangerous uh, Elon Musk style versions of Twitter, if I can say that. Yes, I he won't shut me down. <laughs> and if musicians listening want to learn more or perhaps get involved themselves, how would you recommend they go about it? Yeah, I mean, there's there is a lot of information out there. I have found it's really difficult to describe. And when you start getting into the technicalities of it, that's quite off-putting, actually. So I would once more encourage people to just come and live it for a little bit, like even for a week or two, dip your, your toe in the water, get familiar with some Twitter spaces. And if you can come in with a friend or come in, like if you found me through like Alistair's podcast, then please like come and message me and I will go out of my way to give you a friendly welcome um, into the space. I think that's the, the best practice is to come in with other people um, and Jill actually from Color Theory, I know she's really interested in the space. So there's there's already little um, little ripples within yeah. local music scenes that it could be an opportunity to kind of come in that way as well. And it sounds like if you're getting involved now, you're almost getting in at the a good kind of starter level. Because if, if you say Web3 is going to be the next, you know, stage of, of online uh, interaction, then you know, that's only going to get bigger and bigger, I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, I wholeheartedly believe that. I do think, again, this is based off of a market. So it's based off of cryptocurrency. Mm -hmm. Every blockchain is attached to cryptocurrency. And as soon as you start throwing the word cryptocurrency into the room, um, it's, yeah, like people scatter. Yeah. So that's that's still a highly volatile marketplace it can go up and down and can be really scary i don't dabble in the trading of any of that um and i that's my advice is to just come in and come in for the art come in for the community and see where it takes you um but to ha bear that in mind and, and bear in mind that this is a supposed bear market that we're in at the moment so it is maybe more of a struggle um but yeah i think there's it's a, a huge moment specifically for independent artists to come in right now. There's many, many labels um, on the periphery trying to work out how to use this space. Um, some coming in and launching projects and failing because they don't really understand how to grasp it just yet. So I think there's a real moment for indie artists specifically. Um, because we own all our own rights, we own our own masters, we can make these quick decisions. We don't have a hundred different um, bits of bureaucracy to go through. Um, so yeah, I would, I would really encourage other artists to to come in and have a look and even um you don't have to do my version of jumping in head first you can still be doing everything else that you're currently doing but I think it's an opportunity to start building um a profile within this space as well uh it's so interesting um I would say to people yeah just try and get rid of any prejudices you have over the terminology, which, you know, people have heard. If you can push past that, there's something really interesting going on. And what you're doing is a, a great example of it. Emma, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. It's been absolutely fascinating. Thank you so much, Alistair. Yeah, it's been a real, real pleasure. Appreciate and it. this is Emma Miller and Run. Hey.
And that was Emma Miller and Run. And thanks again to Emma for what was a fascinating chat. I hope you enjoyed that. This is the Scots Way Hay Show with me, Ali Braidwood, and we return to the new releases. This is Edinburgh's High Fade and Burnt Toast and Coffee.
And that was High Fade and Burnt Toast and Coffee. And High Fade are going to be playing some Scottish gigs very soon on July the 22nd. They're going to be in Edinburgh at the Three Sisters on July the 25th. Also in Edinburgh, they're going to be at Stramash. And on the 29th of July, which is a Saturday night, they're going to be in Glasgow at Box. I bet they are brilliant live. I'm going to try my best to make it along to see them. Now it's time for our podcast suggestion for this week and it is the Sorry I Don't podcast. Here's a bit more about it. Three best pals who never agree on anything discuss films and pop culture. Claude, Abbey and Swanee rate a new film each week and get into heated debates. And the most recent one is about Tommy Wiseau's infamous film The Room. Um, Here's a little preview of the discussion. This is not how you make a film. Okay, in so many ways, like acting, directing, writing, like it's it's so far from the conventions that we're used to seeing, but it's so earnest in how it does that that he he writes, and I think he's so correct that it's the most casually surreal film you'll ever see. <laughs> so I think that's worth noting as we uh, jump into this plot. Yeah, just before we do a little a little tidbit from our viewing last night, we watched the um, <clears throat> some interviews with. Uh, oh Tommy Wiseau and Greg Sestero after we finished the film oh and God. I was laughing about the kind of relationship between the two of them and how really meeting Tommy Wiseau had kind of weirdly altered the course of Greg Sestero's life and I turned to the room and went imagine just meeting like a mental like that and then that's that, that's the rest of your life that's like the theme of it and that's Claude, Abbey and Swanee from the Sorry I Don't podcast talking about The Room. And these are, or I should say these are mega podcasts because I think the shortest one at the moment is two hours and 20 minutes. If you love your films and you love your pop culture, they're well worth your time. I just listened to the Lost Boys one and uh, it's a really good chat. They're really good company, which is what you want from a podcast. At the moment, I think there's the only the 10 other films which they've covered and which I'm looking forward to listening to them talk about include Twilight, Titanic, Goldfinger, Point Break, Moulin Rouge, Shrek the Third, Now You See Me, which I've never seen myself, and as I say, The Lost Boys one, which I really did enjoy. It's called The Sorry I Don't Podcast, and you will get it wherever you get your podcasts from. Now next up are a band who are new to me, but this is just excellent. This is Slicks and Rewind.
gone with that light Bring it here and shine it bright Let the colors fill this night and day Where you gone with that sun Bring it here and wash everyone with its ray of hope and afterburn that lasts for a thousand years. Where you going with that time? Slips away when you're least inclined To notice the moments which each Define the person you will become light bring it here and shine it bright let the colors fill this night and day and that was Sula Day and the child in the growing old Sula Day is the solo project from Bobby Motherwell Last year released the album Kitchen Sink Dharma and that track is taken from it but it's going to be released as a single to commemorate the anniversary of the release of the album. And it features the wonderful Kirsten Adamson on guest vocals as well. If you enjoyed that, The Child and the Growing Old, and you haven't heard the album Kitchen Sink Dharma, then you really must check it out. It's a wonderful collection of songs. And before that, you heard Slick's and Rewind and Slicks are fast gaining a reputation as one of the best live bands around at the end of last year they sold out King Tut's they supported The View earlier this year at Glasgow's O2 Academy and just last week they were at Transmit as well I really can't wait to catch them live for myself we return to the featured album for this week which is Martha Fionn's The Ringer and from it this is Taxi They teach you at the start of the sea. You kept your head. 
And that was Martha Fionn and Taxi, which is taken from our featured album for this week, The Ringer. And it's out now with Lost Map Records. Now it's time for our pick of the gigs for the week ahead. And we're getting tight for time, so I'm going to scoot through these. On Thursday the 20th at Edinburgh's Sneaky Pete's, Lewis McLaughlin will be playing. I've seen Lewis play live many times and it's always a treat. The same can be said for Megan Black, who is going to be at the Hug and Pint as part of their Endless Summer series of gigs. That's also on Thursday the 20th. 
On Friday the 21st, Skies Valtos visit Glasgow and head to King Tut's Wawa Hut to play. Across town at the Glad Cafe, the National Jazz Trio will be playing as well. That's also Friday 21st. And at the same venue on Saturday night, Christopher MacArthur Boyd will be previewing Scary Times, which is his Edinburgh Fringe Show for this year. And that's our pick of the gigs for the week ahead. Now let's see if we can fit in a couple more before we say cheerio. I'm going to start with Fida and Colour. Open brackets, just a little bit longer, close brackets. These colorblind skies thought they were green and blue. So every other night, I painted them with you. You said life's black and white, but even life has shades and hue.
good, I'm never good enough Pretend I'm better, but the jig is out So little time left, but a lot to waste A pile of empty dreams I'll never chase It's lost potential, is that what they'll say? Or would they figure out things could only be this way?
Wow, that was just gorgeous. Well, first of all, you heard Fida and Colour just a little bit longer. And Fida is an independent Scottish-Pakistani artist, achieving success through his vocal style, inventive production and combination of South Asian culture with electric R&B. And you could argue that I left the best to last. Um, I would find it hard to argue against that. That was Cara Rose and Tendencies. Another winner from Cara, proving once again she's one of the finest singer-songwriters around. And that is all, folks, for another week. You've been listening to the Scott Swahey Show with me, Ali Braidwood. If you missed any of the show or would like to listen again, head over to camglenradio.org forward slash listen again, or you can go to scottswahey.com where there's loads of other great stuff waiting for you. Next up on Cam Glen, it's Paul Puppet and The Spangled Show. And I hope we can catch up next Sunday at 7 o'clock and we can do it all over again. I'm going to leave you with Findle Gask's 2008 single, Va Va Va. Take care, have a great week and I'll see you soon. Let's go.
is an amazing medium. It can inspire, entertain, inform and connect people. This station, Cam Glen Radio, is run by a dedicated, passionate and committed team of volunteers and you can be one of those volunteers too. It doesn't matter if you're an experienced broadcaster or if you've never set foot in a studio in your life. We provide all the training and support that you need to do what you want to do. And it's a great way of making new social connections, learning new skills, expanding on your CV and just having loads of fun. So to find out more about volunteering with Cam Glen Radio, just email volunteering at healthynhappy.org.uk. Cam Glen Radio. Community announcements. Healthy and Happy is rolling out a programme to support women through their cervical smear appointments with GPs as well as arranging more flexible evening appointments. This aims to increase the uptake of cervical screening appointments in Cambuslang and Rutherglen. To make an appointment, you can email lizzie at healthyandhappy.org.uk and lizzie is spelt L-I-Z-Z-Y. Flemington Hallside Parish Church is holding a free food collection drop-in every Thursday night from 9 to 10pm. This service is not a food bank, so you're able to drop in and get some fresh food, which is aiming to cut down on food waste. There are no bags provided, so please bring your own. And finally, a new Ali Bally class from Healthy and Happy is running on Mondays from 11.30am to 12.15pm at number 18 venue on Farmlone Road. These are all about bringing stories to life through music and dance. Classes are £5 and can be booked by going to healthandhappy.org.uk. I'm David Cuthbertson and that's your community announcements on Cam Glen Radio. If you have an event or activity happening in Rutherglen or Campus Lang, let us know. Email what's on at camglenradio.org or for more events in your community, visit camglenradio.org slash local.